Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, of course. I'm your host, Jessica Lee, and welcome back to another episode of I Don't Give a Sip, where we dish about the latest influencer insanity, bring you educational content to improve your own health and fitness, and answer all of your questions, both serious and not so much. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe, as that helps us get this content out to as many of you beautiful people as possible. Grab the craft, fill up your mug, sip back, and enjoy. Alright guys, welcome back. Uh, this episode is a little bit different. You guys are used to our podcast episodes, um, but we are going to be introducing something new. We're still doing the podcast episodes, but this is going to be called Mindful Minutes. And I have Johnny with me here. He is a new addition to our Everybody. gifted family. And um, we're just basically going to shoot the shit on mindful stuff for a few minutes, and it, we're calling it Mindful Minutes. Um, so this first episode, I wanted to take the time to introduce Johnny, um, and just so you guys can know who he is, because he is new to the family. So Johnny, if you want to say hello to the people and let us know um, the coaching that you're doing for Gifted and what you do outside of Gifted. Yeah, for sure. Um, I am Johnny Wynn. Legally, I'm John. Everyone calls me Johnny for short. Um, let's see. I've been coaching probably since 2014 casually, just kind of nutrition, rough training templates or rough guidelines. Um, and then that kind of took a back end as far as kind of what I want to do as career path. I got into chiropractic care, rehab type situation uh, about four years ago. And that's what I do currently as my primary job. And so I'll do that via telehealth, working in an actual chiropractic office. And then um, I'll bounce back and forth between random physical therapy clinics around the Atlanta area. As far as the type of coaching I do, I do lifestyle coaching primarily. So just the average individual, general population who just want to maybe improve the quality of life via nutrition, via training. Um, I also specialize in specific types of training as far as powerlifting, um, return to sports. So that's going to be more of like physical therapy, rehab, telehealth type situation, and um, some powerlifters. But yeah, that kind of sums things up as far as my coaching and uh, my my background. That's awesome. I'm really glad that you're a part of the team because I feel like you have a lot of knowledge that you like share with people. And I always like, I don't know, I just like meeting new coaches and being able to kind of like share experiences with each other and like pick each other's brains. Yeah, for sure. Dynamics, definitely super cool, especially at Gifted. I think like everybody there. Um, and yeah, we're, you're definitely kind of on the uh, super mindful, I guess, aspect yeah. of things. I was like, I think the first week I got into to the Gifted chat, I was like, all right, there's anyone who's like more tactful or have a ton of considerations with like their clients and that that type of approach it's like jess like she's on my radar so uh, when i first started at gifted yeah like when i first started at gifted it was um they called me like one of my like tags on the on the storefront was like i worked with like uh lifestyle clients but then i also was like a mindfulness a mindfulness specialist which i don't even think that's an actual thing we kind of just like made up that name because it just made sense um Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where like the whole mindful monday started to come into play um 
and that kind of stuff. But I was really excited when you made that one post. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was more on the mindful side of things. Um, and Ryan had said like, oh, Jess, like you better watch out. Like we have another like mindful specialist on That's the team. Funny. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Ryan, like, have to Ryan do always together. stirs the pot with some shit, man. He does. He like, oh my gosh, he yeah, does. But no, yeah, it's super cool. I, th- I don't think I was, um, I think you naturally personality wise, just kind of, uh, which is a super compliment for you, just kind of sit on top of the 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 being aware the being mindful of like people's backgrounds and stuff like that i mean i think all the coaches do um i don't think i really got into that as uh as far as like being thoughtful um until i got into to the clinical side of things where it's like all right like i know a lot of things textbook wise but clinical application and be like sometimes you just got to meet people where they are or a lot of times you have to meet people where they are and i just didn't have that maybe until a few years ago so i think this uh this little powwow and the thing we're about to do is gonna be a lot of fun yeah no i'm really excited i think and that's one thing that i've learned over the years of coaching different people is how much um like psychology goes into it and truly understanding someone and what their motives are and what um like for them, like what they need to be successful, right? So like one of the things we were going to talk about is how to make this lifestyle sustainable. And like, I think one of the biggest things with that is being able to understand yourself and how you respond to things from a mental standpoint. And that's going to get you to like the end goal rather than like setting this end goal that you might not be able to get there from a mental standpoint and you end up burning out or you end up going off of track with everything because you're just not fully self-aware of what you need to um like implement into your lifestyle to help you get to that goal if that makes sense yeah yeah, definitely i think we got so for the record jess and i like we had talking points but it's cool now that we're actually talking about it to see how we approach those talking points i kind of have the same thing set up as far as goals go uh for sure uh and i had a little bit more towards evaluating that goal uh, because if we assess it and ask ourselves maybe like why do we have this goal when we make those efforts towards that goal it's going to line up more with how we feel during that process and i think you and i both definitely agree as far as if the process isn't fun for the most part i mean there's definitely going to be times where sacrifice is needed where balance is kind of thrown out the window because this is something we haven't done before to get to where we need to be or maybe um we go through periods of compromise or being uncomfortable to get to that next stage. But for the most part, um, when it comes to, to a lot of the lifestyle and getting healthy and, and training, whether, you know, that's in the gym or some type of movement, if it's, if it's a goal that kind of lines up with what we really want, then those efforts are going to be a lot more fun for the most part. Yeah. That was one thing that we talked about last week in our meeting was, um, having, um, the like you're setting your goals based off what you're seeing on social media and not really taking into account like you as a person and if that's something that you'd be able to um, adhere to and actually go after and stay uh, disciplined and like dedicated to that goal but essentially you're just choosing what you think you need or you think you want based off of what everyone else in the space is doing even though it might not necessarily be like the right choice for you personally. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and this is where I word bomb it a little bit. 
or or brain lag. No, I, I agree. I think like little things like um, small changes is uh, a big thing for me applying or kind of meeting individuals because before I, I just came from a, a powerlifting background or came from a, a bodybuilding background where it's just like hey like I was really excited about something and I'm on this extreme end of the spectrum and even when I'm not tracking my macros or um, on vacation like I think intuitively my brain is kind of broken I like always see numbers when I go out like when it comes yeah. to food and I need you know for for the most part I don't think that's very healthy um for for the average individual for me it's fun yeah. but you know um small changes is usually a big thing there's there's probably three or four lifestyle clients i had their first month i really didn't give them a meal plan i didn't give them i gave them a rough macro structure but i didn't even really want them to learn it because i could tell it was going to be a bit overwhelming those first four weeks with me um and yeah. so really all i changed was hey pick out one exercise you really enjoy implement that into your training days pick out um, two two things you can do out the day that's just a little bit healthier. So instead of changing their meal plan, what I did was I said I set a, a limit. I was like, hey, when you eat, as far as zero being like hungry, 10 being, hey, you're about to puke with this next yeah. bite. I told him, hey, get to a six or seven on every meal. Feel satiated, but definitely don't feel like you're about to be engorged. Um, and then make one of the meals throughout the day just obnoxiously healthy uh, and see how you do and just drink a gallon of water a day. So like two little tidbits or three little tidbits just to improve on, not necessarily like a full program. And um, small little changes like that, it's like, all right, second month, third month, we started rolling into like specific programming and that's how it, things become like super adherable, right? Because if I just like threw someone into hey, bodybuilding prep style, even if yeah. it's a macro structure, it might be a little intense for the average person. Yeah, and it's definitely, it's intimidating too. And I think that's why a lot of people, um, I shouldn't say a lot, but people that dive into that type of an, like approach to their nutrition or training, it can be overwhelming and it's not something that is sustainable for them over time because and it's almost like they see people doing this thing called tracking macros and they're doing like really good at it and they have great success. So then it's like, let me, they just decide like, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to try to figure out what my macros are and I'm just going to go like balls to the wall and it's going to be great. And I'm going to look like these other people and get the progress that everyone else is getting. Except if you take a step back, everyone is so different. Everyone has, um, different relationships with themselves, body image issues that can play a role in it, even like relationships with food, right? If you're coming off of constantly dieting or doing like a yo-yo diet where you like diet for a little bit and then fall off and then diet again and go back and forth. And then macros are just something else that you try to jump on. It's almost like it goes back to kind of what we were saying in the beginning where it's like you have to be mindful of your own relationship with yourself, relationship with food, relationship with your body before you dive deep into some type of program. Because if you struggle, and I've had clients that have gone through this, which is why, and I've, I've gone through it as well, like earlier on, um, if you have a relationship with food, usually, and I'm not like a psychologist, but I, from my personal experience, it stemmed from something deeper within myself that I needed to figure out. And going on diet after diet after diet just trying to lose weight doesn't necessarily get to the root 
uh, cause of the issue. It's actually something more on a deeper level of just being more aware of yourself and what's going on. Why do you feel like you need to diet? Why do you feel like you need to lose weight? Why are you not happy with what you're seeing in the mirror? And just essentially looking inwards and trying to figure out how can I get a better relationship with myself first before I go on this journey of trying to get healthier from like different dieting points of view, I guess. Yeah, no, I think that's huge, right? Because when you bring up that topic, that kind of goes into our other, con- we have, we talk about random things, uh, our yeah. other conversation about good pressure versus bad pressure, yeah. um, anxiety versus nervousness. And so if you're hearing this conversation from us, um, just know that if you're feeling a little nervous, like that's a good thing. It's a, it's a good pressure. You know, if you want to get into coaching or if you're just trying to get into small, um, lifestyle changes for yourself, even without the coaching, don't let this and the topics we're talking about be barriers to your, um, to you making the right steps to improving what you want to do as far as fitness or nutrition or, you know, all the above, uh, because that's a good pressure, right? And so nervousness versus anxiety, like if you, if you have anxiety or you're getting anxious about stuff, that's kind of, um, more on the general side of things. So you're just overall throughout the day, no matter what it is, almost everything's a trigger or you feel like, you have homework to do all the time when there's nothing going on. Now, like if you're just feeling a little bit weird or nervous about this specific topic or the topics we're talking about, that's probably really good pressure. It's like, hey, you're kind of getting these signals of you want to dive into these things. There's a few bears maybe you need to think about, but that's a good thing. Um, so I just want to put that out there before we you know, continue on. Hey, there's like X to think about, Y to think about, Z to think about, but if you're feeling nervous about these specific topics, that's a good thing versus, hey, you have general anxiety throughout the day. That's not my scope of practice, but you know, to differentiate that. That's a really good Sorry. point, actually, because no, like that's like, that makes really good. Um, that's a really great point because it's like, there's people that you get nervous. You're almost like, um, you know that it's like the right move to like go into like the next step versus um, being super anxious about the whole thing in a way, if that's what you're saying, if I'm like, um, understanding it correctly, like there's a difference. And if Mm -hmm. you can be, again, it goes back to that awareness. If you're someone that's super anxious about a lot of things all the time, that's super, that's different compared to thinking about doing a coaching program and just being a little nervous to like start it or dive into it. And it's like, what are you personally ready for? What would be best for you? Agreed. Um, I had a, so as far as your clients and with you and how you approach coaching, what's kind of like the big thing that helps, I guess, you get your average client to overcome? Like, what do you see traditionally to like help them or, you know, Um, something along the lines of that? Maybe I didn't phrase that question right, but. Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. Um, so usually my main demographic for client or like my clientele demographic is women. Um, I have a few guys, but across the board, it's mainly women. And usually what I see, it goes back to, um, and it, it's funny because I thought the society was going in a way where we would get away from the constant 
feeling of having to diet because now more information is coming out. More coaches are talking about the importance of having different phases of your health journey, right? We're, fa- we're phrasing it differently to where it's explaining to clients that like, if you want to go into a weight loss phase, we'll go into a weight loss phase, but we're not going to stay there forever because that's unrealistic. We're going to go into a maintenance phase, sit there for a little bit, check how, you know, get blood work done, check where your hormones are, see what we're, what you're doing to your body, where are, you know, what's the stress look like on your body. Um, but still continuously, and that's something I try to instill with my clients is explaining that type of journey to them. Because a lot of times I'll get women that I'll start working with. And it's the same thing of like, They've been dieting for years. They try different diets. Nothing helps them lose weight fast enough. Keep it off. None of that stuff. Like everyone just wants this quick fix, but they're not willing to um, just like be patient and figure out what their body needs and become more self-aware of the type of diet that they would find sustainable for them. Um, And then what like from a internal standpoint like I recently over the last I want to say like six ish months um, I've been getting a lot of more guidance from Dom Kuza and then Matt I don't know how to pronounce his last name it starts with an S Um, they are really good with reading blood work so I took a course through Matt and I've been working with Dom on it so I can understand blood work a lot more so my clients can then get blood work done and I can sit down with them and I can be like all right look look at all the stress like your cortisol is like through the roof and you want to know why you're trying to train every day you're trying to you know put yourself into an extreme deficit um but it's hard because for the women population i mean i'm sure guys see it too we're just constantly being told that we have to diet or like we have to look a certain way and like again to a degree society is doing a little bit better with like body positivity and all that kind of stuff but I think when it comes to, I feel like I kind of like went on a rant with that one. Um, but no, to answer your okay. question, <laughs> talk your shit, talk, talk your shit, <laughs> talk your shit. I love it. Um, but talk to answer your, your question, yeah. um, I think that a lot of times when I'm working with female clients, it's understanding why they have the goals they have and where that stems from. Is it because they're actually having, um, signs and symptoms that are coming from a health concern that we need to address? Or is it coming from the fact that they feel like they need to stay a certain size or be a certain weight for the rest of their life? Um, And then coming down to like relationship with food, that's like a big one that I see as well. And I can kind of, I have a lot of empathy for my women that struggle with relationships with food because I was in that position when I was competing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went through, like I put myself through the ringer trying all these different diets to keep getting smaller and smaller and nothing was ever enough. And it ruined my relationship with food for the longest time. And I had to work on a bunch of inner things to get myself out of that behavior pattern that I kept going back to. And so that's another aspect when I work with women that I see is, again, it goes back to why do you feel this certain way of like you have to be a certain size, eat a certain way, all that kind of stuff. So it's a lot of mindful stuff Uh, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really, I'm going to say I think a lot. I'm also going to repeat myself a lot. Uh, but that's huge because a lot of times, even in the clinical settings that I work in, it's a lot of time, 
a lot of times. I'm going to say that a lot long too. But um, in clinical settings, same thing here. It's just changing the narrative or changing perspective, right? Because it's mm-hmm. a lot of those goals that people have or clients that people, um, goals that clients have, patients have, they're all good things for the most part. It's our perspective on it is like, all right, what's wrong with me? Or hey, what mo-? like for example, in, in therapy clinics or rehab clinics, what I'll see is, hey, this is this muscle is wrong. Hey, my posture is wrong. Hey, this is, and sometimes that's okay. Sometimes something happened to it or something, we did something really dumb, which happens sometimes in athletes. Uh, but for the most part, the narrative has to change from what's wrong with me to what is, where is, what is my situation now? And if I'm not happy and healthy, what are the things I can do to get there, right? And so that's, that's huge with, what I'm hearing about how you approach your clients, it's not that those goals are wrong of wanting to be thinner or wanting to look if we have room to improve on certain things as far as eating less or getting to a certain aesthetic. But if we change our perspective on that, you know, getting there and or compromising on why that goal isn't realistic is huge because we're changing the narrative. And when we change the narrative, we can have a lot better thoughts. So cool. I just I just wanted to yeah. ask you. No, like that's like, that's, that's just it though. Like it's perspective is a huge thing. And I talk about that a lot because like I'll have clients that will check in and they feel like their week was totally um, like a wash because they weren't able to Mm -hmm. adhere to the diet or, you know, just things come up and like life gets challenging and it throws you know, curveballs at you all the time, but just because you didn't do everything a hundred percent doesn't necessarily mean that the week was just a wash. It's all about perspective. Like you might've not followed your diet a hundred percent, but maybe you got to the gym every single day and that's a win because maybe you weren't at the beginning of our program. Maybe you weren't even getting into the gym and now you're able to get into the gym, Mm -hmm. do your workouts. So you had a week where certain things of the plan were off, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing something entirely wrong or you're failing. So perspective is like a huge thing that I think um, it's hard to to th- like keep yourself, in, like have that, that mental check all the time because we all we see is like perfectionism everywhere we are. Like everything looks like people are doing everything, like everything 100% um, perfect on like social media or what we do what people choose to let us see versus like what actually happens behind the scenes. Um, so I think that's a really good point that you made. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, uh, what else? What else do you want to talk about? Um, well, actually I got we're coming a lot of up... points, but I don't want to word vomit. I'll hold you with... Well, no. So like we're at like 20 minutes right now. I think we could keep them short and continue to save them for future mindful minute episodes since we want to keep these uh, shorter than our podcasts. And our podcasts are usually like 45 minutes to an hour. So I think we can end this episode here and then um, I'm going to write this down so I don't forget it because one thing that you said that I think would be really good to talk about next time, which we it would make sense that we can pick up. from it there would be uh you just said it crap what was it um oh i was gonna ask you the if you ever have clients that um keep telling themselves that they're hurt or they keep re-injuring themselves that they're hurt or whatever but it's actually like a mental thing and then you come in you're like well actually you're doing okay but it's like a mental thing so we're gonna talk about that next time um, 
we actually let's sign off from here because we're we'll probably just go into a meeting are you did you mute yourself i can't hear you Oh, I there did. I definitely did. That's there okay. Do I stop the recording on my end too? Or? No, I can stop recording, but I just want to say goodbye to the people. Okay. So goodbye, people. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another episode of our, or our first episode of Mindful Minutes. Um, there will be yeah, more to come. Fun. That was fun. I'll be smoother, right. I promise. <laughs>